You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Um, you know, up to eight or 10,000. Shit. Wire. Gorgeous. And now to technology. Future State was an event run last week looking at how AI and the future of tech merge with practices that businesses should put in place. But according to Mark Adams, young people ought to be cautious and keep a level head. From BFM Drive's Into Cyberspace... Here's Corey and Tyler. Thanks for that, Millie. You're joining myself and Tyler Bakey. We would do Into Cyberspace on every other Monday on the Drive program. But of course, we're doing this because we had a really good conversation with Mark Adams, who is the senior VP. And head of innovation at Vice Media. Yeah, that's that's right. It is crazy. It is the Vice. You know, you know which Vice we're talking about. The Vice. And we had a great conversation when he was doing the Future State event, and we spoke to him about what innovation means. Mm-hmm. But then we got into a really deep conversation about what it means to keep ourselves tied to reality. Hundred percent. And if you're a little worried about the digital future where you belong in the world. Mr. Mark Adams is front and center of business interests, but also sort of like people interests as well. So he has a lot of good insights into how media's working these days, how all the companies are working, and what he thinks some of the problems that we face are. So buckle in because you might learn a little bit of information from this one. So your, your, your uh, talk that you had was really interesting talking about the future of sort of marketing and brands and how they relate to, I guess, consumers, right? You know, what's the next things? Um, just touching on that, do you think there are any possible downsides that could uh, happen in society in relation to the points that you mentioned? And maybe maybe you could bring up some of the stuff that you talked about as well, just for some context. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, definitely. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Who has, you know, in the old days, it was the church that had all the power. Right? Yes. If you think about like think about media like that church bell that would ring mm. summoning everyone to hear the sermon that was basically early paid media you know mm. and basically um you know now we have a situation where brands have more money than most sovereign states that is crazy mm. and we have another problem which is that well-meaning but fucking clueless brand managers are all trying to find a purpose, inverted commas, for their brand. Yeah. So, I mean, I was a human rights lawyer before any of this, right? I trained to be a human wow. rights lawyer. That is a very interesting fact, by the way. And, and I yeah. really, really, you know, I believe in the principles of, and by the way, it's another thing that just, you know, not to get political, but like, mm, mm. whether you like her or not, like the way that your government is seen around the world is as like unbelievable. Like, the optics are great. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe, <laughs> the maybe, the truth, maybe the truth is shit. <laughs> but like, we look at that and go, yeah, those guys are way ahead. Right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so point being, it's kind of like, the problem you've got is that it's like anything. It becomes a, it, 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 it reduces to absurdity mm. quickly if you're not careful. So when you've got genuine issues in the world, and then you've got brands saying like, no, we don't sell crisps. We exist to solve, uh, you know, <laughs> equality or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. That is a complete. That it's almost like, it, like if you were if you were kind of centre left thinker, you're yeah. like, guys, with respect, fuck off. We right. don't want you on our team. Yeah. You're making us look like idiots. 
Sure, yeah. And and what you basically end up doing is you end up giving a lot of ammunition. It's like, how do you make a great, you know, there's a great uh, quote, hard, well-meaning, but, but like kind of like vapid liberal statements are the easiest way to turn a perfect centrist into a right winger. Mm. Right, yeah. Because then you end up with like well-meaning, smart people going, this is just a complete descent into madness. I'm actually going to go the other way. And and honestly, brands are genuinely, I swear to God, they are contributing to that because mm. they're all trying to just move out from just selling you a bag of crisps to pushing some notion of way outside of their understanding mm. um, in a way that's terribly ex executed that makes normal people go, is that what that stands for? Well, I'm, I'm not part of it. Yeah, is, it right. is it because corporates that do do that are doing it in a sense of they're not making genuine contributions? Your presentation spoke about like, okay, you're in a space. How are you going to change it? Yeah. And how are you going to change it in a way that is genuine that won't be like taken out of context by other people that see it? Completely. Yeah. That's exa you nailed it. It's like their purpose is to communicate, not to contribute. Yeah. And because their purpose is to communicate, they're going to find the most, ooh, version. And like, there's done, mm. you know, Bud, Bud Light recently, right? Yes. Bud Light was so determined to do something that they set that agenda back. Yeah. They, they, have, they haven't progressed the conversation. They have, they have utterly set that agenda back. Mm. Yeah. Brick wall, right? Totally. Yeah. Mm, so yep. it's because it was executed with the fucking nuance of a sledgehammer. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. That is true. That yeah. is by, true. by an entity that should never be entering into any of those conversations. Mm. But, Mark, on the flip side, we have a lot of great videos of really angry rednecks throwing out like 20 <laughs> yeah, litres no, of Bud right. Light. That's, That's fantastic. There's a lot of joy to come <laughs> out of this. Great. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, you're um, so right. Just, just touching on what you've said, especially, you know, it's, it's awesome to see that uh, you're aware of, you know, the political implications and the wide implications and how everything fits together, right? That's so cool. We have a lot of young adults listening who are in study or coming to study. What do you have to say to them in terms of, you know, what's on the horizon? What do we have to look out for in the next 10, 20, maybe our lifetime? Is there like a mental shift for consumers or people wanting to enter this industry? You know, like, do you have any thoughts question. about that? How I will synthesize the paranoia that I've been feeling for 10 years in okay. this statement. My grandfather would have wanked himself to death <laughs> nice. if he, Holy. If he yeah. had the porn that was available to all of us. Yeah, right? sure. My grandfather would have destituted the whole family if he could have taken the payday loans that were available to us, right? right. My grandfather would have died on the toilet like Elvis did, right? If he had the infinity of using Uber Eats to order a pizza and a fucking... You can sit in the, the comfort of your own home and order a pizza, a box of fags, and a hundred beers yeah. to sit and... And then you could add on to that a prostitute, right? Yeah. And here's the point. We are, we are now in, in a situation where commerce has made it so frictionless to buy things that we are now in a deep crisis of self-control. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and honestly, no generation ever has faced this. Let's talk about young men for a second, yes, right? Yep. 
young men when I was growing up, genuinely like a bit of a hero in my world was like Joey Essex, right? Was yes, like some guy yeah. on thing. Yeah. Nowadays, you speak to Gen Z, they're like Jocko Wilcock, and like they're basically going back to like Spartan and Stoic principles of wisdom mm. because they sense that there is an inner war that is being fought and no one is standing in the way because it's good for business to let someone frictionlessly fuck themselves over mm. by engaging in as many frictionless transactions as they possibly can yes and then people are just sitting there going how did i get here mm. yeah. and i think that if we can't develop some form of counter attack we're in deep shit. that would be my and and what once you add ai onto that so that it's like you know, and, and, and obviously, t don't take my examples literally. I mean yeah, anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all of our diseases right now, psychologically, are diseases of abundance. We are living in a modern state of nature that liberalism wasn't built for. Liberalism was built to defend us against one another, not to defend us against ourself. Mm. And, and, and I strongly believe that part of the reason why liberalism is failing around the world is because liberalism hasn't even seen that the new attack is about setting you against yourself, not setting someone against someone else. I think people, I think the invisible trillion dollar economy right now would be being able to, I would pay infinite money for a credit card that would only allow me to drink until my blood alcohol level was this point and then wouldn't let me buy any more drinks. Right. But that goes totally against liberalism and capitalism. Sure, yeah. And, 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 and you can see there's a potential sliding slope to like, hang on a minute, you become your own tyrant. But I secretly think that everybody has a will and then they also have infinite transient wants. And I think if you can find a way to help people lock in to their will and defend against the more experiential wants, mm. ultimately people would want that. I know that's, that's a very that, heavy No, point. that's a lot, but it makes so much sense. In your example of spending a shitload of money for a credit card that doesn't let you spend money. I feel like that's probably going to resonate with quite a few people listening. You know, it's like so true. I mean, it's certainly a, re it's certainly a reflection on my level of self-control. <laughs> yeah. What we're talking about here, I think would kind of answer my question here, which would have asked you if you categorize yourself as chronically online uh, yeah. or terminally online. That's, that's what young people like yeah. kind of joke about nowadays, Me. but, um, while it might be good to make digital spaces feel more like home for people, and I think that's going to come up in a, uh, a thing that you've got up Absolutely. next at this event, shouldn't we also try to help people not lose touch of reality? Completely. Yeah. I mean, look, in capitalism, GDP is God, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, literally, gross domestic product is God. Yep. So this is a fucked up situation. In capitalism, ordering... Not to come back to the same point. As <laughs> Ordering a prostitute is good for GDP. Sure. Having sex with your wife isn't. Right. Right. Like go like getting a bike and riding around is not good for GDP. Buying a massive diesel guzzling car is. Mm. So we are like, we have to accept that the modern state of nature is structured according to the new god. And the new god is profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, right? That's it. It's quarterly returns to shareholders. Yeah. That's, what, that's the environment that we're living in. And no generation in the history of history has ever faced this level of aggressive 
shareholder capitalism ever. And all of us are wondering why we're anxious, depressed, mm. fucked up. And the truth is, the more you learn about companies and brands, the more it becomes so obvious. You're like, of course, of course we are. And to your point, mm. digital is a great example, right? What is the business model of digital? It's to keep you on the platform, whatever that platform is. If it's Fortnite, if it's um, uh, social, I mean, TikTok have nailed it, right? Yeah. They have an algorithm that goes, you're a failed drum and bass DJ, and in 15 or so seconds, we're gonna start figuring that out about you. And then artificial intelligence that is infinitely more powerful and more on point than me is now serving me content saying, oh, you like that, do you? You'll like this. Slowly but surely, the years pass and you go, I'm not making what I hoped I would make of myself. And then what sets in? That reputation with yourself goes down, self-esteem goes down, you become a bitter twat because you start to project that anger that you have with yourself out into the world, mm. right? And it makes total sense. The more you go into technology and the more you go into brands, the more we don't realize that we are, I would say it's like um, one pig turns to the other and says, I love this farm. We don't pay for shit. It's amazing. We get free accommodation, free food. And the other pig says, yeah, mate, because we're the product. Not to get all like Blade Runner on you. <laughs> Actually, Blade um, Runner's a perfect job. I, no, actually, I, I was talking true. to Tyler about it, being like, you know how, you know, all these films from the 80s, they had very cool futuristic aesthetics. Yeah. We're actually living in that time now without the flying cars, yeah. it feels yeah. like. Yeah. One question that I wanted to ask you was, like, how might the lines between our reality and the digital world merge to create one augmented human experience mark zuckerberg's metaverse yeah exactly. i think it'll yeah. be mark zuckerberg hopefully have you seen that film Paul oh, guys where the girl gets sucked into the tv it'll be like that zuckerberg will just get sucked in yeah. the metaverse Suck. i mean look so sorry just to go back to blade runner yes right in blade runner 49 2049 my personal most gorgeous girl in the whole world is the girl who plays the uh the the, the girlfriend the digital girlfriend yes, yes. right yeah. he's walking he's lonely a 95 foot tall, gorgeous girl that knows his name, knows who he is, has all his data points, bends down and says, would you like to be my boyfriend? This is as good an image of the future as there is out there in the world. Like that is data point specific, meeting your human pain, with an irresistible and frictionless offer that you just have to swipe right to or clip your eyes or whatever the next thing will be, blink twice and you buy, right? Mm. And, 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 and that relationship, what's incredibly sad about that is at the very end, she, someone stamps on her the pod thing that projects her and the last word she says is, I love you. And I've watched it seven or eight times and I don't know whether that is a true statement or not. Mm. And here's the thing, in the world of following experiential pleasure, it doesn't matter whether she loves him, but in the world of meaning, in the world of human beings, it does matter. Like it matters whether we live in, it, it really matters whether or not somebody who says they love you means it. It's fundamental. We seek meaning. And as these digital experiences become more and more vivid, we seriously risk losing the one thing that makes all of the suffering of life meaningful in exchange for some VR version of something that 
was utterly designed with our data points in mind. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So here's my point of view. I'm an innovation person who is fucking terrified of innovation. I think innovation happens to us, not for us. Mm. I, have, I have one final question. This is like maybe a bit of a tricky one and possibly something that you probably grapple with. You know, senior VP of Vice Media, fantastic. Head of innovation, fantastic. It sounds like you are right in the middle of these interests that want the Blade Runner future mm. and the society that is like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you manage that? What are, you, what are your thoughts on where you stand and your responsibilities? And, you know, uh, I guess it's quite a personal question. No, but it's a, it's a brilliant question. Yeah. You nailed it. You yeah. nailed it. Because I fob myself off with the uh, the argument for now that you have to learn the strategies of the enemy before you can destroy them. Mm. And I seriously intend at some point, I just don't know how, to take everything I've learned working with the biggest companies in the world and use it to fuck them. But I don't yet know what the answer to it is. And I'm like everyone, I'm living off the, the, the teat of the capitalist system and making money and it's easy for me to sit with great minds like you and chat about this but truth is i'll be on a phone call later on tonight advising some brand how to shift more units you know and, yeah. and that i just have to be honest with myself and say i'm a hypocrite for now i hope that there's some thunderbolt will come out of the sky and hit me and i'll be like right yeah i, I haven't figured out what that is um but if anybody listening has an idea, hey, text us. Get in touch. Number? Uh, it's five three nine five on the text machine. But also, if you want to get in touch with Mark, what's your tag, mate? <laughs> yeah, just on, uh, on on Instagram, it's Marketing. So it's Mark A T I N G S. I thought I read it right when it came on the slide, and I'm like, this boy is from Essex. Seemed like a good idea at the time. The only thing that gives me hope in my whole like situation is meeting smart young people I, I i you know like you know there are certain people who are like oh i worry about young people today yes young people definitely face problems but i tell you what when you meet them you go these motherfuckers will sort it out hey well thanks so much oh pleasure, thank you so much, honestly. Appreciate what it, pleasure guys cheers man cheers lads that was Corey from 95BFM's Drive and Tyler speaking to Mark Adams about future technology. Thank you for that, boys. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.